Good morning and welcome to Be The Cause podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Plevel. Welcome to having some conversations that cause health. Today, we're going to talk about um, a third nervous system that guides us. We've talked a lot about the parasympathetic and sympathetic dominance. We work a lot with that quite extensively in the office with our, our participants there. And we're quite well aware of those two nervous systems. The sympathetic dominance is what's known as the fight or flight, very common right now in states of anxiety and and adrenal fatigue and stress. The parasympathetic side is known to be the rest and digest. Um, This is the only side that is our relaxed state. This is the side that we have pure vibration. This is the side that healing takes place. This is the side where there's, um, there's that possibility for all functions to work as their as they're relaxedly supposed to. And we talk a lot about that and focus really tends to get put on the sympathetic fight or flight. But there is a third that is um, known to be present and active too. And it's more of an immobilized state. And it is a branch off of that sympathetic dominant. And what happens is when we're in that sympathetic dominant, we're in that fight or flight long-term that it is believed by many that there is an immobilized state, which actually is kind of like the reptilian state of um, where they're, they're faking death. And they do that so that their systems actually kind of shut down and limit so that their, the predator believes that they, in fact, are dead. The immobilized state happens when the body just has been in that fight or flight state. And it does that as a way to protect and as a way to serve you in a state of trauma and danger. But when it has been that way for some time and it is saying, I can only do this for so long, I can't take more of this. Physiologically and physically, I just can't. It'll go into that immobilized state so it can kind of act kind of like in a a hibernation so that all energy can now go towards um, healing and reversal and, and relaxation. And so I think that that immobilized state gets missed or um, is it thought to be valid or real? Um, And maybe a person doesn't have, you know, sometimes the release is, is like a panic attack, but not everybody has that because if you're, if you feel like you're mentally in control, in control, mentally on top of things, your body still has the physiological need. And so there's that, that third version of a protective nervous system. And so I like to use Esther Hicks's, um, emotional guidance scale. And I believe you can just Google that and print that off. And the the goal when Esther Hicks talks about it is to recognize where you are on that emotional scale and then to help yourself elevate to any of the emotions um, upwards. And so it's not necessarily about recognizing, oh, I don't feel good. I'm not in a I'm not in a good place. I'm in a I'm in a rotten mood. I'm in a rotten emotion. And then just, oh, I got to be happy. I just got to be positive, be happy. We're missing the honoring and the respect that goes towards honoring ourselves with all of those emotions that come in between. And so as she talks about it, the goal is to just move up any level. It is better to be in, um, you know, if you're in, in a state of hopelessness and despair, it's definitely higher vibration to move up to a state of anger which we are not trained that way. We are not taught that way. It's, it's bad to blame. It's, excuse me, it's bad to feel anger. It's bad to, to feel those you know, negative emotions. 
well, really, when you think about it, that place of despair and hopelessness is probably one of the lowest vibrations that we can have. There is no, there is no um, positive action in that place. The vibration pattern is very low. Anger and blame, whether you like it or not, you like feeling that or not, it is a higher vibration simply because there's action. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go and take violent action and be rude to people and blame people and be hurtful and mean. It means recognizing that you notice that you're blaming people. It's that you notice you're feeling anger. And it's okay that you feel anger. It's okay if you feel like somebody is to blame. Go and journal it out. Acknowledge, you know what I do right now in this right and right minute, I'm blaming this person. Go and journal it out. Go and journal out the anger that you feel. Give yourself that honor and respect of recognizing that that's where you are. It is a higher vibrational state than that state of despair. And then the goal is not to stay there. If you've gotten to the anger state, now see if you can elevate yourself to one of the other emotions that are listed higher on the emotional scale. One thing to think about with that though, so Esther talks about that emotional scale and moving up through that scale. I like to add to that when I'm working with our clients that getting into those action emotions. So if you're in that kind of immobilized place of despair and hopelessness, you're not even in a place really where you're looking to take action. There's no creativity there. There's no choice of thought there. Anger is more, it's in middle grounds on the emotional scale and it is an action feeling. It moves you into the sympathetic dominant state again. So you move from that immobilized state back into a state of sympathetic dominance. So now you're back in that fight or flight, which can feel like panic. It can feel like anxiety. It can feel like craziness. It can feel like chaos. It can feel like pain. Your physical body can feel sources of pain again. And so remember, if you are moving from that immobilized state, it's the body has done that to kind of shut itself down because it can't take more. When you're actively moving into allowing yourself and recognizing how you got there was that you did pass through anger state, you did pass through blame state, you did pass through hatred and rage, but you didn't allow yourself to notice it and recognize it and feel it. And so when you're coming back through it, you're doing it on a conscious level, you're doing it in a conscious way. And the goal is to not stay there because we, again, we don't want to live from that sympathetic state. We want to utilize it as that evolutionary um, process that takes place. We have a nervous system to alert us to dangers and threat and then learn from it so that we aren't in that dangerous situation again. And then we should go back into that parasympathetic state. So when you're moving upwards through the emotional scale, know that you're going to most likely move back into a sympathetic action state where there's fight or flight. You're consciously aware of it this time. You're giving yourself that honor and that um, that respect and responsibility to acknowledge your emotions and handle your emotions in a safe environment. And then move upward through the scale again as you're reaching for those higher op- those higher vibrational feelings like optimism and hope and love and creation and possibility. And that's moving you into the parasympathetic. So don't be scared as you're going through that sympathetic dominant state. Recognize that even that was a place of love that your body does for you so that it can protect you. And then keep moving through because our goal really is to retrain and learn how to live more frequently from that parasympathetic state. 
use the sympathetic dominant state when we are in a situation of threat or danger, learn from it, and then move back into that parasympathetic state. I hope that has helped you. You can always go onto our website, anmcholistichealth.com, to learn more about how to work with us and our programs. I want to thank you for joining the conversation. If you have any questions, I encourage you to um, reach out and to keep doing what you can do to cause health in yourself and in the world. Thanks for joining. Talk soon.